Yo, 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 we in the building right now. So thankful to be here. I got my friends on the building. We're talking about hiring and not hiring. You know, why would you send your resume to somebody and not be hired? And why you didn't get called back? Oh, why did you get the job? And we got Andre, my new in the building. Andre, what's up? We also, we got my man, yo. Thomas, in the building. Now, Thomas, I know Thomas from Fort Valley State University. So we're going to start talking about why you get hired and why you don't get hired. Period. So the first question, first of all, let's just start off and introduce who you are. So I'll start with uh, my, my, my boy, Thomas. Thomas, tell everybody who you are and what you do. And my name is Thomas Briggs. Um, I see y'all throwing that new book. Um, well, shout out to the brothers, the Brown Brothers of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Always, always. Charter member at Fort Valley State University. Um, I am here in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a um, restaurant manager. Been a restaurant manager since 2002, um, and been in that field. Been in that field since. 100%. Now, Andre, introduce yourself, Newt. What's going on? Andre Archat, I am in the tech space down here in South Florida, and um, I primarily work on the business side of tech. I help employers um, hire diverse uh, populations, top talent, but still on the diverse side, veterans, black and brown, Latinos, um, and so that we can have uh, more diversity in the tech space. Proud, proud member of Black Men in Tech. Um, here we are. All right, cool. So that's the whole purpose. So let's go ahead and get started. You know, the people trying to find jobs, you know, um, after the pandemic, I remember myself that people were, were looking for people to come work. Nobody wanted to come back after the pandemic. So what 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 did what did y'all face in those issues and what did you look at when you looked at resumes and bringing people on? And I and anybody want to jump in, just jump in. Well, I will speak personally for myself because I, you know, experienced that during the pandemic and, you know, was receiving, you know, the pandemic pay and stuff like that. But I knew that wasn't going to last. And so I knew sooner or later it was, it was going to be time to go back to work. And so I went and I looked for a job. And again, um, just speaking for myself, just making sure, you know, my resume, my resume was tight. Um, a few years back, I actually um, en enlisted the help of a restaurant recruiter. And, you know, with those recruiters, they don't get paid unless you get hired. And so it was in his best, it was in his best interest. And so, you know, I actually gave him my resume. He gave me, you know, points what he wanted to do. And, you know, I've just, I trusted him and he actually restructured my resume for me and just highlighted those points and stuff like that. And I actually, you know, the job he was, he sent me to I actually got the job. And so, um, so it was a win, it was a winning formula. And so I was used, I used that formula, you know, since then. Um, with, um, in the restaurant industry, we really don't see a lot of resumes you have. So you have those, unless they're in management, you have those that do a lot of applications and stuff like that. And they may attach a resume. Uh, but as you know, we, um, as we, you and I talked before, a lot of things, you know, I look for is, um, it's like, like I was saying before, you know, um, tenure as far as, you know, maybe how long, because you just, you don't want to risk, you know, hiring someone that's just, you know, just looking for something temporary, you know, just to get them by. You want, you want good people, but you want good people that, you know, you don't have to experience a lot of turnover. 
But you like tell them good people, like good people don't think, does that really mean that because they like are looking for something temporary, they're not good people? Well, when I say when I say good people, I mean as far as you know, they're actually they're actually looking, they're actually looking to work and looking to stay. I've always said that especially if you're if you're working, you have to have something that's, you know, you have to have a motivation that's more than just yourself. You know, my motivation has always been my family, taking care of my family. You know, I'm doing this, you know, so it, it's, it's more than just me because, you know, me, myself, I could be OK. Making, you know, minimum wage at, at, at a Waffle House or something like that. But mm -hmm. I have I have a motivation beyond myself. Now, that's that's just me. I can't speak for everybody. So else. As, 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 as a empty nester you say like you look at people that you could you that you determine as a hiring manager to be good people and good people is somebody that you figure they got something else that they, they're just just making sure they'll stay around they'll they'll stay around and they may want to you know they may want to move up in the company and they'll be they'll be an asset to the company as well and that's just, you know, that's just in my field because I've seen a lot, you know, we've seen a lot of turnover. I've seen where, you know, people they'll come in and they'll submit four or five applications and they'll finally get the interview and they'll have a great interview and they'll get hired and right, right. won't even show up on the first day. You know, and then so, you know, in that but in that restaurant industry, you experience a lot of a lot of that, you know. And so you actually you don't you don't want to, you know, scrutinize and anybody and be selective, but you want, you know, what I'm saying you you want the cream of you want the cream of the crop, you know. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna jump to you, Andre, because you're more on the corporate side. Yes, sir. Out of the things we said, what's the difference between what he's talking about in the restaurant industry and what you do? Yeah, and that's a great point. The the industry matters. Um, I don't. I don't have that cyclical cycle of people. The people I deal with are typically mid mid career and above. So, you know, they their their tenure doesn't really matter to me. I want the top talent in, you know, do you have the skill set? And when I'm looking, first of all, I'm only looking at your resume for a few seconds. I'm going to determine in less than 10 seconds whether or not I'm going to call you or throw you in the trash. So, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I need you to be concise. I need you to be clear. Uh, so some of the things that I look at, if you have any typo, trash, like done. Any bad word usage, trash, immediately. Um, you know, if you have things that are not relevant, then I know that you probably aren't that good. Like if you graduated more than 10 years ago, here, here, here's a good tip for y'all people on the corporate side. If you graduated more than 10 years ago, I don't care about your GPA, take it off, take it off. Nobody care about your GPA. That means you don't have anything else substantive to put on your resume besides your GPA from 2010, class of 2012. Stop it, stop it right now, okay? Nor do I care about the clubs you were in in college neither. Nobody cares. All right, all right, cool. So, so what we want to talk about is like, what is the difference? Because see, restaurant industry, you yeah. know, Thomas is like, look, man, your work ethic, whatever. I'm not dealing with it. You're talking about corporate. You're like, I'm not dealing with what used to be. So everybody wants to know. I mean, ask a question. Everybody wants to know where you are now. Is that fair? 
That's it. Exactly what you want to know, right? Mm-hmm. On yes. both sides. Yes. I'm asking. Well, um, I am the um, I'm I'm the general manager of the restaurant, okay. and so um, everything as far as you know, total responsibility and stuff like that. I'm ultimately responsible for what goes around. Um, I also do payroll, HR within you know the restaurant that I work in, um, hiring myself, my AGM, um, and whatever what whatever what not. And so yeah. hiring. Um, who to hire, what we need as far as, you know, for for the building, that rests on my, that rests on my shoulders. Mm. Okay. Now, Andre, you saying, look, I don't even deal with that side of it, but yes. let me know exactly what you can do and can't do right now. How do people actually get to know you and tell you that what they can and can't do right now? So if you, if we get a call, so I want your resume to tell me a story. Um, so it needs to flow like that. And then if we, and when I'm looking at the resume, I'm looking for skill set. Now in our initial conversation, that's when I want you to articulate that story. And I'm listening to not only your, I'm listening for your why, right? Uh, Thomas and I, and you were talking about it earlier, like what motivates you? I need to know your why, because that's what's going to make you get up every day and come. Um, And it's not just money. You can make money doing anything, anywhere. So it has to be beyond money. And Mm -hmm. um, once I hear your why and your story, I already know that you have the skills. Otherwise, we would hire off of resumes, right? You just look at a resume, you check a box. That's not really the essence of hiring people. It's really an art. So you have to be able to sell yourself. Uh, as soon as you get on the phone with me, get to it, be articulate, but this is a sales pitch. You're selling me. So, uh, that's what you have to be able to do and do it quickly because I get bored fast. All right. Thomas, is that the same thing in the restaurant? Like that, cause considering the, the topic, is that the same thing in the restaurant industry? Do you, do you think the same definitely, thing? Definitely. Definitely. Um, you have to, and going into, um, what Andre was saying you have you have to sell yourself okay your resume again these are the bells and whistles of uh, of you and uh he wants you you know what I'm saying he's reading it but again like he said which a lot of interviewers will tell you as well they they glance they glance at that resume you know that's why you know I was saying earlier you know that resume maybe you know preferably might be one page of other industries it may be more but they're glancing at that resume well, so they've already read, looked at it before, you know, you've gotten there. Now tell me, now tell me about yourself. Um, um, and you have to have the confidence to articulate that. You know, okay. because like I said, you know, we get, we, we get bored early. We already know what we want. We just want to make it sure we're trying to decide if you are the right person for, for what we want. And, uh, and you have to be able to articulate that. Um, so you have to have the confidence. You know, um, me personally, if I go into an interview, I'm I'm confident whether I'm gonna get it or not. Okay. Okay. I know I can do this job before I, before you've even hired me. I right. have that confidence in myself. But and that takes sometimes that takes years to develop. You know, but yeah. you have to have that confidence, you have to have that attitude. And it's not it's not even it's not cockiness either. You have to, you know, make sure you're not going in there being confident, but you, you have to be confident, you know. Um, 100%. Yeah. I want to ask this question because with my resume, look, I'm 45. Mm-hmm. 
it's like three pages. Nobody trying to read all that, you know, and like having it too long, being an older person, has that diverted you when you want to hire somebody, when they have a resume that's way too long, full of a lot of information that you want to skim over through? Well, here's the thing. Again, we're skimming it. We're not taking time. We're looking, we're looking for what we need. So you may have three, four different companies on your right. resume. Right. So I'm skimming at a, I'm a restaurant manager. Okay, so you have, you've got Johnny's Chicken and Waffles. You've got um, Frito-Lay. You've got Walmart. You've got um, whatever sports bar. I'm looking for, you know, what matches me. Okay, I see this. This is so tell me about this right here. I'm gonna focus on you know what matches me. Tell me about this right here. Uh, what were you doing? Are uh, you um you a server? How many tables did you have on a, on a busy ship? What was your normal you know What was your normal day live on? Oh well, my! And I'm expecting you to be able to you know to spit that information out. If it's a, you know if it's a manager, tell me about your daily routine. What do you do? You know, so what's your daily routine like when you get there? You know, tell me about a situation. Where it was a problem that you had to solve, you know something that relates to that relates to me that can that can help me out. And I expect yeah, you now, now, now corporately, Andre. Yes, corporate is different. What do you see in that situation? I would probably throw you in the trash, Nope. I'm sorry, uh, but since I have you here and your listeners, I would recommend that they consolidate the resume. Listen. Uh, at, at this age and at this point, we know that you've done this. You know, it's not like you're a kid and you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. Right. So how, think about it the other way. How many times not saying this is what you did, but let's just take a person, for example, they do customer service. That's pretty easy. Right. Mm -hmm. How many times do you want me to read made calls, answered phones, provided great customer service, blah, 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 blah met my quota? at this company then the next company made calls as i get it you can simply consolidate those and say at these companies these companies these companies i did this so that it take two pages off your resume because a lot of it is redundant and i don't want to know that i just want to know that you did it you did it well and does what you do fit here if I'm looking for a customer service person and they got a two-page resume, I know you do customer service, but now I got to throw you in the trash because how many times do I want to read you answered the phone on time? I mean, come on. Okay. All right. 100% cool. 100% cool. So what will somebody want to do when they're in both of your situations? I, I think that Thomas is in an industry situation. And then Andre is in a corporate situation, but how does somebody make it work? Is it better just send a, a, a consolidated cover letter resume? Look, this is what I do. Let's have a conversation, do the interview first. Or is it more like, I mean, how does that work? How would you look at it? Would you rather have someone consolidated so you can see what you want to see? I'm going um, to be honest with you. If you're able to find a, um, a recruiter, who can help you with that, that paid volumes for me. Because and I speak because from what Andre just said, my resume used to look like that. You know, and that um and when that recruiter who helped me, who helped me out, he consolidated my resume for me. And so a lot of people, a lot of people is um good point you put that um made right there. A lot of people just don't know, and a lot of people's resumes actually look like that, where it's company for company, you know, 
I, I worked here, it was this job for this amount of time. I worked here, it was relatively the same job for this amount of time. And, and their resumes actually look like that, where you know their answer phone, did this, did inventory, this, that, and the other. And it's, and it's redundant, but they really don't know because all they're showing is, hey, I've worked here, I've worked here. I'm showing you that I have, I have the experience because I've worked all these jobs doing the same thing. And so a lot of people, that's a good point. A lot of people don't know to consolidate that. And so, you know, um, I would recommend- well, I want to add, I wanna ask Andre too on the corporate side. Andre, what is your opinion on that? Because as you grow older, especially like, I, I speak for myself, you and your corporate, you want to put everything, your accolades out there and hope they see that you work these companies. How does that work with you? I still want it consolidated. And two things I want to point out to people really quickly is one, nobody cares what you did day to day. That's not the purpose of your resume. Okay. Your resume is like that written pitch of yourself. So, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to say you did inventory 30, 13,000 times, you know, but if you did inventory and you found an overage or you reduced waste or you saved the company money, that's when you want to highlight that because as a hiring manager, I'm looking and saying, well, if you did that for them, you could do that for me, right? Remember these companies, sense. their bottom line is revenue. And so if you're adding or saving in any point, now you become valuable. We know that you can do this over and over, but they can they can train a chimpanzee to do that. It is what value are you adding to the company? And the second thing, free game to my people because I want my people to thrive. In this day and age, in the year of our Lord, 2023, you should not have bad resumes, okay? Find the job that you want. Find you an AI app and put the description in AI and tell them to write your resume for you. You're welcome. God bless you. You can send me an offering uh, at Dre underscore our chat when you get hired. <laughs> no, I, I agree 100% because I, I know that AI is going to help a lot of things. It'll solve yes. a lot of people who are trying to, try, trying to do things that they don't really know how to do, right? So write your description of yourself and the things that every, both of you talked about. Like, who are you? Why you can help the company? Why you're going? AI would just write it if you like put in, put your resume in there. And then right. that way, they don't have a four page resume that people don't really want to look through. They don't right. really care about looking through. Right. You know, one of the right. things I was wanting to get out tonight was do people really care about looking at your resume? I don't think they do as much as people think. They don't want to yes. watch through a thousand resumes and like say, like, well, because we all going to say the same thing. Yeah. So I want to move forward to another question. Once you get the initial interview, what do you want them to say? If somebody was sitting in front of you, initial interview, we got there, exactly what would you want them to say about the job? Because if they come for the interview, you, you think they'd be a great person. What do you look for and what do you look not for? Sure. I can, I can take this uh, first. I know on paper you fit, right? So this is where your story, you get to tell it to me. And when you're answering my questions, I always recommend the STAR method. So give me a situation, give me the task, give me the action you took, and give me the results. Free game. Look at that. I just blessed y'all. Use the STAR method. 
Okay, don't go down a rabbit hole. It'll keep you from making your answers too long. Use the STAR method. It makes sure you cover all of the bases. And then your story, when they ask you to tell you something, like terrible hiring managers say, tell me about yourself. That's a terrible question to ask. Don't ever ask that. <laughs> Okay, but for the few people that meet archaic people that ask dumb questions, they don't want to hear about what church you go to. They don't want to hear about what your spouse did, what your kid is on the honor roll. They're asking you in a terrible way, professionally about yourself, professionally. So you walk through this. Hey, I just left this position. This is what I was doing. These were my responsibilities. I was employee of the month, two months. If you're working for Thomas, you know, I was server of the year, blah, 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 blah. I won this award. I saved them some money. I made them some money. I was always on time, whatever it is. And that then you frame it so that you see yourself fitting here, right? That's what I want to hear. So if I came to work for you, then I would blah, 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 blah. In this position, I would have equal or more success. Boom. All right. So, Thomas, on your side, what do you think about what he just said? Um, everything he said was everything he said was the truth. Um, on my end, it's a little more simplified because I'm mostly dealing with just, you know, hourly day-to-day -day workers. And so a, a basic interview with me will start off with, okay, um, do you have do you have reliable transportation? I need to know. Can you okay. get, I mean, and it sounds and it sounds silly, but I need to know if you can even get to work because a lot of people. Because I mean, being honest, a lot of people can't have issues just getting to work. When they get to work, they're great, but it's just you know it's a task just getting to work on time. You know, um, yeah, yeah. you get to work. Um, are you are you current? Are you currently employed? If you are employed, are you looking for a, a second job or a replacement job? Because now I need to know if you're looking for a second job. Now I have a different set. I have a different set of questions because now I want to make sure. Okay, if I hire you for a second job, what's your availability? All right, because you need to be you need to be able to tell your first job. Okay, I can work this day, this day, this day with you guys, and tell me I can work this day, this day, this day for you. You know. And are you even going to have a day off so you don't burn yourself out, you know? Um, and then, you know, from there, I may, you know, okay, so, um, say if it's a cook, depending on when they're working. Okay, well, what were you, um, what's the biggest volume day you cook? You know, what type of volume does the restaurant have? Because we work, I work in a high volume, I work in a high volume restaurant. So if you're not seeing high volume where you're at, you're going to get flustered working, working for me because you're not going to be able to handle that volume. Okay, and then again, um, so if I get all those, you check all those boxes. The next thing I'm going to do is set up what we call a work experience. I want you to come in, you know, for and, and shadow someone for maybe two, three hours. This gives us this gives us a chance to, you know, this gives you a chance to see the environment, see if it's something that works for you, and it gives us, you know, a glimpse, you know, of what you what you were saying, and then we, you know, we make the decision from there. So, so I want, I want to move to a next thing that I want to talk about. Now, I, that's why I want to have a woman on the show, but I, I couldn't get a woman to come on the show. What is the male-female difference when it comes to hiring? 
and what you think about the situation with that. Anybody can jump it, on. It, 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 I mean, honestly, you in in this day and age, you have you have to throw that you have to throw that out. You know, you know I mean, everybody, everyone's equal, and so depending really, it just depends on can you because I don't have any male or female specific specific jobs. Right. Um. Yeah. Years ago, I worked for a um, I worked for a sports bar that you know there were male female specific jobs and when when person walked through the door i could tell if i was hiring them or not because they operate they operated off this statute called bfoq which basically you know this is we need this specific type of person for this specific type of job you know wow. but now yeah. andre you being in corporate yeah. how, how did that fit in yeah. corporate andre even uh very much the same way you know we're in a time where legally, um, you know, employers can't consider um, whether it's gender, you know, we have some people that are gender fluid or non-binary. So, you know, we have, we have to go way beyond male and female now uh, when we consider the LGBTQ community. Uh, so the hiring managers that I work with, and I'm fortunate to be in tech, that um uh, really the leaders when it came to acceptance and things like that, you know, understanding people's pronouns and stuff like that. So I haven't seen an issue at all because I may have a hiring manager that I work with that is non-binary. And so, you know, it's not even male or female, it's they and them. So, you know, um, it's, it, it's a non-factor. No, I want to ask because I noticed when I was going through my moment when I was looking for a new job, they always ask, like, what are my pronouns? Or, yeah, uh, that's why, you know, they ask, do y'all really do, do people that do in the hiring management, do they look at that? Because they ask, it's just like, so they can address you properly because they, you know, they never want to be disrespectful by assuming. You know what I mean? So if they ask you up front, then they could address you properly. Uh, you know, there are some people that identify one way, but to, you know, an untrained eye or to even myself, you know, I may assume you go by this. So uh, let's just take the guesswork out. Let me know how you want to be addressed. Um, most of the bigger companies will ask if there's even a name you prefer to go by. Because no, again, we're looking at I, I, we're not I looking at right now. You do that right now, Thomas? I have that um, where I have, um, I have right now I can count two employees that they um, they have a, uh, a specific name that they want to be called. It is not even their legal name, but just mm -hmm. out of, you know, out of respect and you don't want to be disrespectful. Okay, that's, you know, that's not, that that's not something that's unreasonable. And so, but with, with, with that disqualify them, you was doing hiring the process, not to even go through that. No, not at all. Because right. again, you're looking for you're looking for someone who can you know meet the need, meet your needs, and so okay. you know it, it doesn't matter, male, female, red, blue, green. You know if they okay. can get the job done, then you know they're the right person for the job. So I want to ask both of y'all real quick. This is what the question I want to ask: What makes somebody overqualified? I never even dealt with that, but I heard it. And recently, it was like you're overqualified for this job. What makes somebody overqualified? 
they I've unfortunately been, go to the wrong company. Yeah. And uh, really, well, a lot of times, well, from what I've experienced, when they tell you they're overqualified, that means the money that they're offering, they know, you know, they, they know they should be paying you more. And, you know, they can get somebody, you know, get somebody else to do it. I mean, if they're telling you you're, under, you're overqualified, it's really because you are. Wow. Now, let me say, let me say this. If you are extremely overqualified to where even you know it, then you need to just address that elephant in the room so that it's not held against you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, right. there are some people that I've worked with before and, you know, they've been VPs and all of this stuff. They don't want to do that anymore. You know, their kids are out the house. They want to be back at a reasonable time, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so they'd rather give up some responsibility or they're retired already. And this is like a second income. OK, so they don't need the headaches of managing people. When you manage people, you're like their leader, counselor, pastor. Sometimes it just depends on what the situation is. You know, right. they don't want to deal with that. So when they interview with me, they'll just address that and just say, hey, you know, uh, the last person I could think of as an example was a professor for 30 years. Uh, and so he's like, hey, I'm retired, but I don't want to sit in the house. And so I don't want to be a greeter at a Walmart or something. I have an MBA, Ivy League. I might as well come here. And it was for financial analysis. Your brain still works. Come on in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, we got a comment right now. Um, let's put up there. She's a high man, and I always wanted to confirm how they would like to be addressed, but the grandeur gender doesn't matter. We were talking about that last right. part, you know, the last day that yes. we talked about. Yes. Like, does it does it really matter? To me, I don't think it really matters. But you you'll notice that she moved on. Um, that they're asking right now. They're asking more than about you know, just who you are. They want to know, hey, are you, are you black? Are you a black male? You know, are you a veteran? Are you not a veteran? Things like that. And then they ask, how do you want to be referred to? Yes. And yes. does that really hold people back from getting jobs? The, you know, I'm asking y'all a question that just be honest. Does it hold people back when they give that much information besides their professional qualities and the things that are qualified on a job and then coming back and saying, "Look, I want to be, I want to be addressed as Rhonda, not Ron." You know, like does that hold them back? What are your, what is your opinion? In my, in my industry, no, because um, in my industry, no. Again, um, you're not. It, it's not, and it's not supposed to. You know, you're not. I mean, and that's why you have, you know, those discriminatory laws and those and stuff like that. I mean, even right, that, that, that's almost like saying if um, someone who's six months pregnant comes comes in looking for work, you know, and say they want to do the job, are you going to, you know, are you going to not give her the job because she's pregnant? You know, she um, she has the equal right to, you know, apply for that job just like in, just like anyone else, you know, and um, and honestly, you know, unless there are um, unless they have like certain work restrictions or anything like that, you treat them just like every, like any other 
any other regular employee. So on my end, I would say um, no, it shouldn't, because I'm not looking for, because I mean, we're in a day of time, like, like Andre said, gender binary, different pronouns, you're looking for the best, but that does not make them not regular, that doesn't make them people anymore. Jump in and let me know what you think, Andre. So the overall answer is no, uh, but there's there's two things that you need to know well, when it comes to bigger companies. Um, if they are getting any kind of tax incentives or government funding at all, then they have to ask that, but you'll see that it's not mandatory that you answer. That's what during the application process. And then when they ask how to address you, that's just for the interview process so that they could be respectful. But when they ask veteran status, things like that, um, they have to ask that it's a, it's a government mandate. I'm a, I'm a disabled vet myself. And so there are some people, uh, mostly government entities and um, law enforcement, things like that, that have to give preferences to uh, those of us who have served the country and um, gotten some sort of disability or injury um, that preference. That's why they ask that. And then the companies that are smart take advantage when you answer, because let's be clear, you know, if somebody served the country, we know they're going to be on time. We know that they're disciplined. So, you know, it's advantageous to take a look at that question and hire as many veterans as you can. Cheap okay. hundred percent, hundred percent. So moving forward from that, we talked about all of those things. Y'all have interviewed people and have people on doing, you know, you do doing your interview process. Let's start with what are the, the do's and the don'ts. Let's start with the do the don'ts and then go to positive. So what are the don'ts somebody should do in an interview with both of you? Don't come late. Okay. Don't come. <laughs> Boom, right? That oh. part. Okay, I got you. Okay, he already jumped Don't in. Go ahead. have not done your homework. Okay, mm -hmm. like you do, especially with me, you don't just want a job. Like this is the next logical step in your career. So if you did no right. research, why the hell did you apply? How do you know you want to work here? Like it could be a terrible environment. The company could be failing. You need to have looked up the company looked up you know as to the best of your ability linkedin exists google exists if it's publicly traded all of their financials are public research the companies you're applying for and make sure that this is a place where you actually want to work because if it gives me the vibes of well you just want a job any job you might as well leave my office right now it's just, it's just <laughs> you might want you to be out that's it yeah yeah just 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 going and head out yeah you gotta go uh, because I'm going to ask you why here. But we talking. We we we're talking now. You are more on the corporate side, and Thomas Moore is on a like a, a, a blue collar Moore side. That I think mm -hmm. Thomas, am I correct by saying that? I don't want to offend you. Am I saying, correct by saying that you more you more you more on the blue collar side of it? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the front. I'm on the front lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're making me hungry you know, too, Thomas. Yeah. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Working with the people. Um, I would add on, uh, as Andre was saying, um, don't come here prepared. I mean, just with me again, simple stuff. I want to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the thing I want to throw in at Thomas real quick is like, yeah, y'all yeah, see people that are like struggling, they need a job, like they need to be going through something, right? 
You know, mm-hmm. some of my people might come to you and say, look, man, I'm going through something. I just want to work. Why does that work against them? Because no one wants to, no one wants, no one wants to hear your struggle. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest with you. And then um, everybody here, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we all around the same age range, you know, 40s. I'm in my mid 40s. <laughs> I have a whole school mentality. Okay. I was taught right. leave your problems at the front door. You, know, you come in, okay. you come in, you handle your business, you pick, you pick your problem, you pick your problems back up. Um, from my experience, because I've heard, I've had that scenario, man, I really need a job, this, that, and the other, they don't last. You give them a shot, you hire them, they won't even last 30, they won't even last 30 days. Now, is everybody like that? No. But you're you're selling yourself. Okay. Right. Um, right. selling yourself is not is not the sob story. Nobody wants nobody wants to hear the sob story. And that's they just that's care. just being money. Care. They they don't care. Kid, if I hire you, yeah, I know you just said, you know what I'm saying, your mama died and your car not working and this, that, and the other, but you're here saying they saying that you want the job. So if given the job, right. are right. you gonna be able to make it happen regardless of the sob story that you get? That's what people no, that's like well, go ahead, John Andre. Go ahead, Andre. What's up? Let me interject real quick. If somebody reframes that, because yet Thomas is right, nobody wants to hear your sob story, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can right. reframe that to me and you come and I see that you're making lemonades out of lemons, I'm giving you a shot, right? So I, I, I don't want to hear your mama died and stuff like that. I'm sorry about your mama. Mm-hmm. But if you come and you're, uh, because then that's your why, right? Remember I said, I need to know your why. I see we have some questions coming. So if you give me your why and your why is about your family and taking care of them and whatever it is. So you, it's your sob story, but you're reframing it into you just need a shot so that you can show what you can do and be able to turn your life around. I'm, I'm definitely, if you're qualified, I'm definitely going to give because that person is going to appreciate it. And that person is going to work the hardest, come in the first and leave the latest because all they needed was an opportunity to really yeah. change the whole trajectory. And I, and, and I, and I actually can, and can, um, back that up because that's what I did with the law firm. I went in to do social media and I was like, I needed a shot. Did I end up working the chief marketing officer? Like, I needed a shot, you know, and right. thankfully, whatever happened in the interview, they brought me on. And I tell people right. all the time, like, you got to figure it out because once you get an opening, no, move your foot, your shoulder, everything through that door and knock yes, that sir. door down and then go yeah. say, say what, say what we're going to do. I knew what I could do when I walked in. But why you can't get in is why I'm doing this show tonight. Because right. people need to know. Because there's certain people like me out there that'll walk in and change both of y'all's operations that you're hiring for. Very, very certain. There's people out right. there, but you're right. They don't know that they can't walk in and say, oh man, I got my, you know, I'm going through this, blase, blase, and give you a whole story because you won't hire them. And I want them to know why they're not being hired. That's the whole point. Why are you not being hired? You know, and some of the things you're talking about, they need to hear it. No, no, we don't care about what's going on with your family. Just get in the door. 
Let me give you a free one too. This is a free one. And then I, 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 I see some questions popping up. Mm -hmm. Listen, I love the Lord just like you do. But when mm -hmm. I ask you how you're doing, if you say blessed and highly favored, get <laughs> the hell out my office. Okay? Just, just head out. They ain't okay. trying to hear. They, they don't. They don't want to hear none of the religious talk. We don't want to hear none man. of okay. your church rhetoric. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Not at all. And if you say that's what God got for me, no, you messed that up for yourself. Church yeah, is Sunday. Exactly, it's Monday. Exactly. It's Monday afternoon. You go into a job situation, be accountable. Yes, yes. that's your life. Because the person might be that. atheist, they like blessed and highly favored. This person's weird. Yeah, and Florida. When I was in Florida, I worked for a lot of a lot of Jewish, you know, owners and things. It's different. You don't walk yes. in with religion. You yes. just don't. You know, just being yeah. honest. You, you know, but they'll be willing to help you if you can talk about business to move on. But you don't walk in with religion. That's Unless you're interviewing at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's not a move in South Florida. That ain't gonna happen. You have some questions. There, I'm getting some texts that some people are asking some questions. All right, what's uh, up, man? What we got? What we got, Andre? Uh, what we got? It's no, they're 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 in the chat. In the chat. Okay. Which one we want to go to first? Um, I know we did. Let's show. We showed that one. I saw somebody asking about questions. Okay, yeah. Santasha, I'm, I'm gonna abuse that. Miss Griggs, at the end of the interview, what questions should mm -hmm. we ask? What are some appropriate or correct questions to ask? Okay, um, I can take that. It so if you are because remember during an interview, you're interviewing the company too. Just remember that. Right. So, you know, um, somewhere throughout, you want to be able to get a feel for the corporate culture, because, you know, again, whatever you're doing, you could do that anywhere. It's a it's a skill set. Right. But does it make sense for you to do it there? And it's not just about a hostile work environment, although nobody wants that. But let's just say you're an introvert. Do you really want to work at a place where everybody's extroverted and the team is all out? Like I literally, I mean, it's tech, so it's different, but you know, I was in an office where they shoot Nerf guns at each other and stuff. Uh, a whole bunch of tech nerds playing Dungeons and Dragons. You was in the original Google office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, basketball court in the corporate building and stuff. Exactly. You know? So if you are like, you know, a coder that doesn't like to be around people and stuff like that, they will scare you because at any time they're going to play a prank on you and it's probably the smartest people in the world, but that's just how they are. So you have to find out about the corporate culture. But to answer your question, I wrote down a couple for you. Here's some free ones and um, I'll, I'll send these to you so you can post them, bro. Um, you know, but uh, how does the company support professional growth and development? That's a great one to ask. Uh, a fantastic question that I love to hear at the end of interviews is, what are some ways that success will be measured in the first 90 days, in the first year? That tells me you not only see yourself working here, 
but you want to know how will I measure you doing well? Okay. If there's somebody after me, I'm going to write a little note, hire this person. They listen to me, by the way. So take that down. Uh, another great one. What would the first 30 days look like for the person in this role? Now you're getting, you're having them explain what a day in the life looks like to you. Now they're picturing you in it. Those are fantastic questions to ask. Um, what do you enjoy most about working here? I always want to know because if I'm coming and you hate it and you on your way out, I may need to dodge a bullet, but that's the corporate professional way of asking. So do you hate everybody you work with or not? So uh, those are a couple. I will give you some more uh, that you can post, but those are great questions to ask at the end of interviews or towards the end of interviews, because again, it puts you in the seat and lets them sort of explain it to you. I, I, I want to ask, like, Thomas, do you want to jump in on that? Because I got a comment on that about a job experience of mine. But do you want to jump in now? I um, I really agree with what he's saying. You know, those um, those are questions I've asked, you know, in the past being an interviewee. Um, what do you expect out of me the first the first 90 days? Because those first 90 days are critical. You know, those first right. 90 days, you're really right. expected to be the perfect employee. I, yeah, I did. I did a hundred. So I want to jump in because when I came to Atlanta, I worked for Gutter Guard South. They do like the one day bathrooms and they do the Gutter Guard stuff like that. And he asked me to do a presentation about what the first 90 days will be like with me on this job. Mm -hmm. He said, what it, would it be like? Put a presentation together and we'll talk mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And that's when he hired me. You know, he didn't hire me before that, but I had to put it together. Because yes, they need to know what the first ninety days are gonna look like. What do you what what can you really do for me? You right. know, you have to put that together. That's some that's a skill that you need to have, I believe. Mm -hmm. Because right now I'm in marketing. A lot of people are in marketing. When you're in marketing, you have to understand how you're gonna increase their revenue at some particular point. And yes. ninety days will give you that. Yeah. You yes. know, like you you need to know that. Like it's, you need to know that like it's the Bible, man. You need to know. Anybody I work with, I know what we can do in 90 days, you right. know, and you move forward. So a 90 day project thing, project or implementation role should be something you should think about all the time. If you don't know how to do that, I, I will tell you how to do that. You can do it with Canva or anything like that. You can do it for free, but you need to know what you're going to do with this company when you come in in 90 days and make sure that you're moving them forward because they're not hiring you to not move them forward and 90 days is what you need. I believe that. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yes. I believe it. I don't care what job it is. If you work in a restaurant thing, you know, I never worked. I worked restaurants when I was in college and mm -hmm. also, um, uh, uh, graduate school, but also Andre, I worked at, at Chewy in, 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 in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. And, I and, and I worked them to our graduated school when they was like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I want to do digital marketing and I want to do that. And I worked on the phones talking to people until I got there. So yeah. I typically all the time without those experience, I wouldn't understand that. Right. You know, so I did restaurant and then I did corporate like customer service. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tell people all the time, like, look, all that comes with what you're trying to do. If you want to take social media and you would think that your social media is going to make you money, you need to understand that there's a work process behind that that really yes. makes revenue. Likes don't equal don't equal revenue. That's being, right. that's being 
you you have a like, question. You know, you know, people yeah. don't never want people never want to say that, but the truth is, likes don't even reckon revenue. None, not at all. None, not at all. If you do comments and you're not replying to the comments, that's not revenue either. So when people right. say I want to be a social media influencer and things like that, which everybody everybody's trying to say they want to do that now, you know, how does it make money? Right. You know, if you don't make money for the corporation, it don't make sense. I learned that through the law firm. It didn't matter right. if we didn't get cases. Like right. so, if people right. came up with cases and they had no car so they had nothing, then I wasn't doing my job. Right. You know, right. so the billboards and the TV commercial and everything like that is branding. And then what you're doing, dealing with the people on a day-to-day basis was the work. And that's what you do when you take that job. I think a lot of times people are not, people are not cognizant of what the job is, you know, and, you know, I do marketing, man. So marketing is just really pretty much making sure that a business makes money off of my concepts and strategy. That's all it is. Yes. yes. That's all it is. If you don't know the industry and you don't know what they're doing, it doesn't matter. I could do it for you, Thomas, and you, mm-hmm. Andre, at the same time because even the restaurant, you need marketing outside of just yes. somebody doing something, and, and Andre does as well. And I tell people, but understand what you're doing when you go into it. So my next question, <laughs> my next question is, how do you explain to somebody the job that you want them to do to make sure they get everything that you need out of the work? So anybody can start, Thomas Andre. Um, I already know what I'm what I'm looking for and what I'm hiring for, and that's based off of you know the staff that I the staff that I currently have, and so in my case, I may be hiring for a dishwasher. Okay, and so right at that certain point, you know, if you're making you know if you're coming in and you're looking to looking for work, I'm looking to see if you have dishwasher experience. Uh, I may, you know, your experience may be here, but if it may, if it doesn't match the qualifications of what I need, then you may be you may be a good employee. Okay? <laughs> so you may be you may be you know a good employee, but you don't match my needs currently. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm a I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna hold on I'm gonna hold on to your application, and if something comes up, you know, because you impressed me during the interview, then I'm gonna reach I'm gonna reach back out to you, you know, but. Someone who's never, you know, who's never washed a dish, you know, but they, you know, they have plenty of hosts, it's going to do me a disservice to put them in the dish pit. You see, you see what I'm saying? And they're, and they're not, you know, and they're not going to last. They're not going to last. And so it's all about, you know, putting people in positions where they're going to thrive. Now, there are some people I would say, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, mm-hmm. where there's some people who are looking for a job. And then you have those who are just, man, I'm just looking for work. You know, those are some, those are the gems there. Who, you know, look, it doesn't matter. Like, like we talked about again, I just need a shot. You know what I'm saying? You can put me here. I can do this, that. I'm willing to do this. And then I can learn this, that, and the other. Those people, you know, who you already see, they've got work um, just by talking to them. They have work ethic. Um, they've got drive. They've got motivation. They're pretty much checking all, checking all the boxes. Those, you know, those type of gems, you're gonna give them a shot, you know, because you just have okay. some people who just they just. And I want to jump in because we only we only have a, like a lot. I don't want to like go over because like every sure. week I go over. Andre from a corporate side, they had to be specialized in what you're looking for. What is yes. your opinion on that? Um, 
90% of it should come from the job description. You never hire somebody that has 100% of the skills, but you know, as, and then I also have an eye for transferable skills. So, you know, if you, if I need somebody who can speak to customers and you were, you know, a third grade teacher, then I know that you have the patience and you can articulate to, uh, you know, I don't need you to have done that before it's, it's transferable skills. So, you know, right. um, what is not in the job description that we could teach while you get here, uh, which most companies do. Anyway. Okay, cool. All right. Now we got a couple of questions we got to get to. Let's do it. You put those questions back up because yeah. So let's, let's go from there. All right. So just look at it real quick. What is an acceptable number of times someone should follow up after? And that's a fantastic question, Charlene. Um, number wise, I would say three, you want to spread it out. So you can set an automatic email thing for, you know, now you want to go immediately after an interview, like immediately. And as somebody who used to work at an executive search firm, I always used to tell the clients that I work with, do something to make yourself stand out. You're going to hear something or see something in the interview that um, is personal to the hiring manager, where they went to school, right? If you're interviewing with me and you see this big ass Harvard sweatshirt, then you know I go to Harvard. So say I see something you, bro. about that. Oh, bro. I see you with the Harvard. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, you know, I got the U in the back. I did my undergrad at the U, right? Well, you could mention my canes if you want to, whatever it is. But like, have something stand out so that it moves you to the top of the pile. But as far as follow up three times, do it immediately and then do like a week or so and then just under a month. And then after that, they probably didn't pick you. You can look for the email. Okay, okay, 100%. Hey, Dre, we got another question we could put up right quick before we, pen, before we finish tonight. Let's say you're the person. Uh, yes, we could, we could get another question because it goes by companies. You know, the bigger the company, the more stuff that they'll have. Everybody won't have the free food that Google has or whatever the case may be. But you could look at any company's uh, website, especially if they're publicly traded, and you'll be able to see their incentives and stuff that they have. What's your salary expectations be brought up? Um, you should <laughs> have an idea. You should have an idea of what your job pays. Salary.com is a great place to go. And also yeah. keep in mind that it goes by company size. So do not listen to your friend or these morons on the internet that are like, you know, I make this and they work for a Fortune 100 company and you work for Joe's Pizza Shack and you think y'all gonna make the same compensation at all. Okay, I mean, so Thomas, if you think about if you, if you hire somebody, I know you hire people at a level you paying per hour. Does mm -hmm. that make a difference? Like, what do you, you know? When should they talk to you about how much I'll get paid per hour for what I do? Well, and um, I will say I do have um, I do have depending on the position, I have a um, I have certain pay rates depending on if you know if you're coming in, if you do have some um, if you do have some experience, you may you know. You may have something you you may get a little more depending on but um under no circumstances because you know you're dealing with um your overall payroll budget as well you can't blow you can't blow your budget and versus okay. you know someone who may have you know a higher a higher payroll per se 
And that kind of, you know, goes into sometimes, you know, when they talk about being overqualified, you know, you overqualified, you overqualified. Um, I know this is this this is the pay rate that you're expecting. Right. This is this is what this is what I can pay you now, you know, that might be close to that. And then maybe in 90 days, because you're still, even though you have all these, let's do a let's do a t-shirt that says 90 days. Exactly. That, um dirt, make sure you tell her that um the first conversation I like to at least get a range to make sure that we're aligned because I don't like to waste nobody's time. So okay. if you're significantly above the range, I'll just let you know in 10, 15 minutes so that we don't got it. We, we don't go to the altar and then you ditch me and I fell in love with you. Understood. 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 Exactly. Understood. 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 So yeah, it's different ranges. So we only got a few minutes left, brothers. So I'm going to start with Thomas. When we're talking about hiring and people looking for work mm-hmm. in America right now and they want to work, what would be your best advice to give them? Um, first off, make sure you have your mind right. Okay. Confidence is everything. Right. Confidence mm-hmm. is everything. Mm-hmm. You walk into you walk into that company knowing you're the right person for the job. Okay. It's mm-hmm. all in your attitude. It's all in your it's all in, you know, in your speech, the way you articulate. Second, look the parts. All right. I know we're not, you know, I know we're not back in the day, you know, me growing up, you know, I went to an interview, it was certain time. You know, yeah, I it's business not, casual now. Most you know, it's casual, casual, you know, so I know we're not in those yeah. but I mean, honestly, a, lot, though. Honest, yeah. a lot, a lot of people they haven't been taught that. And yeah, so, yeah. They, they'll come in looking for a job, uh, jeans all tattered up, you know what I'm saying? Didn't you know, didn't press the shirt, just you know, they could be the they could be you know, the perfect person, but they don't look the part, look the part, right? Right, right, so, look the part. come prepared. Have a pen in your hand, something to write with. They may yeah. hire you all. They may hire you on the spot. Have your picture ID, your social security card, a birth certificate. Come in there like they're getting ready to hire you that day. If you're hired, they say, are you prepared to work to start right now? Are you ready? If you're not working, are you prepared to start working right now? You know? Um, but just you know, putting your putting your best foot forward, and again, I say again, um, confidence is everything. All right, Andre, what you got, man? Last thoughts before we close um, out. Sure, I want you to think about yourself as a high level professional, like like an athlete, okay? And so you want to know what makes you stand out because the bigger the company is, the more people that are applying, right? Everybody wants to work for Apple and Microsoft and Google and all of that in my world, in the tech world. Okay, well, why? Why would we hire you when the resumes are this tall that do what you do? So you wanna do something that stands out, okay? Whether it be in your cover letter, whether it's the networking that you do, right? You want to let us know that you're the person, right? Because I'm, I'm the agent trying to put together a winning sports team here. That means the best talent so that we can win a championship for this company. And so if you're going to be the Steph Curry, then let me know that you're going to be the next Steph Curry by the time we get to the interview. uh, But like Thomas said, preparing yourself beforehand, answering, like getting through those hurdles and then standing out 
always, always have a great follow-up email as soon as you finish the interview because over 80% of people don't do that. I'm going to automatically look at you again just by you sending me that email. So, and then connect on LinkedIn. That way you can ask questions. I'm giving, I'm yeah, giving to free day, you know, I, I, and, and people, don't, people don't take advantage of that. LinkedIn has been a bit, a really, a really big advantage to me, but most yes. people don't even be on there and like, they don't connect. So what I started doing, people send me messages. I was like, answer them like, Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? It's the easiest way to network outside of Facebook, which is more personal. And I tell yes. people that Facebook is not a business place where you want to do business at. You want to have a LinkedIn. You want to have something like that because if you don't have a, a Facebook business page, then they just see all everything that you do on a day to day basis. Yeah, and then right. you want to do you want to do LinkedIn because LinkedIn just shows exactly who you are business wise. Period. Yes. And I tell yes. marketers that I'm like, look, man, dude, you looking to try to do a job or something? You need to focus on your LinkedIn because. The Facebook and Instagram and all that, all that social stuff, these people are going to see a side of you they don't want to see. Um, 30 seconds, he said. Yeah. Hopefully, and, I didn't say no church mothers. I, lo I love the Lord, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to get out of here tonight. Uh, Dre, stay on, please. Y'all stay on for a minute. But, Dre, let's roll the outro and get out, man. It's been a great night. Let's roll the outro and get out, man. Let's get out of here. Yes.